is a possible target in patients with geographic atrophy. What do the latest data from Arvo tell us about the safety and tolerability of a drug aimed at that point in the complement cascade? I'm Rebecca Hepp, that's Scott Criswanos, and this is New Retina Radio from Retina Today and Brenmar Communications. Dr. David Eichenbaum sat down with New Retina Radio to review the results of a phase one study evaluating NGM621, a C3 inhibitor, in patients with geographic atrophy. And to round out this year's Arvo meeting coverage, I sat down with Dr. Amy Scheffler to review the design, methods, and rationale for the creation of the COOG-2, or the second iteration of the Collaborative Ocular Oncology Group. How might the COOG help us advance treatments for ocular cancer? Stick with us to find out. The complement system, you've been hearing more about it, and the data around addressing it as a viable path for geographic atrophy therapy is growing. But the complement system is vast and complex and has a number of targets. It's difficult to keep track of it all. That's why we've invited Dr. David Eichenbaum on the show to help us out. Dr. Eichenbaum is a retina surgeon and the director of research at Retina Vitreous Associates of Florida and Tampa, and he presented phase one study results related to inhibition of C3 with NGM621. Dr. Eichenbaum, welcome to New Retina Radio. Hi there. Nice to be here. It's my pleasure. You guys are some of my favorite people in retina, and I am thrilled to be on the line with you tonight. Before we get into the specifics of this phase one study, can you explain the complement pathway and why C3 in particular could be a viable target? Wow, if I could explain the complement pathway, I would be a medical school basic science professor, but I will give you my very best shot. The complement pathway, like Scott said in our intro, is complicated and there's a lot of moving parts to it. But in summary, in very broad brushstrokes, there's a classical pathway, the lectin pathway, and the alternative pathway, which all are implicated in the downstream byproducts of the complement pathway, which result in inflammation, the formation of membrane attack complex, and opsonization and phagocytosis, which is basically the things that promote cell death. We know that all three of these pathways converge at complement factor three, which is a kind of a top part of the final common pathway of complement. And we believe that if C3 cleavage is inhibited, then the volume of C3A and C3B are reduced and the downstream inflammatory and destructive byproducts of complement can possibly be subverted. And what about NGM621, the drug candidate that was evaluated in this phase one trial? So that's the really neat thing is that NGM621 is a inhibitor of complement factor three. It's potent, long acting, and a monoclonal antibody, which is large in size. A couple of things that are unique about it is that it is not a pegylated molecule like other complement inhibitors. It is given in a large dose. It has a very high binding affinity due to its design and it's a very large size. All of those things probably promote a long residence in the intravitreal space, which is potentially the exciting thing if the inhibition of the breakdown of complement factor three is a clinically significant action. Researchers enrolled 15 patients with GA and no history of choroidal neovascularization in this study. 
Uh, visual acuity for enrollment was between 2080 and 2400, which is pretty wide. What else can you tell us about the study? Well, it's a phase one study and it's small, just like you stated. Uh, the primary endpoint, like every single phase one study, is safety and tolerability. We can't pull a lot of efficacy out of this type of data. However, you can look at pharmacokinetics in a small population. And that was a secondary endpoint, was looking at the pharmacokinetics of NGM621. Our patients in this study were dosed in three single ascending dose cohorts, and then a multi-dose cohort was opened with two doses occurring four weeks apart. This is a phase one study, so like you said, all about safety. Tell us what the team detected regarding safety. So that's really one of the most lovely things that we saw in this phase one study is that excellent safety was observed in each single dose cohort and in the multi-dose cohort. There were no vision-related safety signals, no incidences of endophthalmitis or intraocular inflammation, no coronal vascularization, and just normal intravitreal injection-related mild adverse events without anything that stood out in this particular group, which was very encouraging and really the best results that you can expect regarding a primary endpoint in a phase one study. I know we're not looking at efficacy, but did the team look at any potential therapeutic effect? Did we do that? Of course we did that because even though a phase one study is really only something that can truly evaluate safety and inform you regarding your safe path forward, you gotta try to look and see what kind of efficacy you can have in a small group, even if you can't come to any firm conclusions from it. Well, what we saw was that the best corrective visual acuity was stable over the 12 week study period, which is short. If these patients went downhill uniformly in that period, that would obviously be bad. And they did not, they stayed stable. And the second thing of course is anatomy. We looked at geographic area, lesion size, both based on lesion size and square root lesion size. And those metrics were stable throughout the 12 weeks. So at least we saw the vision was unchanged and the geographic atrophy areas were unchanged at the end of 12 weeks. What can you tell us about the drug's pharmacokinetic profile? Now, this is cool. This is something we can do with probably a little bit more certainty than any efficacy single in a small phase one study. We did evaluate pharmacokinetics, and we did that looking at serum concentrations in each patient over time. Couple of important things. Number one, serum levels were linear over time and serum levels were below the threshold for systemic complement inhibition, even at the highest dose level, despite the large molecular size and high affinity of the monoclonal antibody that is NGM621. So we know some monoclonal antibody gets into the body, which is one of the things we always have to look at in ophthalmology is systemic safety. And we were happy to see that we weren't suppressing systemic complement levels despite having a large potent molecule. So that's good. There were no anti-drug antibodies observed, which is also good. And interestingly, if we look at the PK and PD modeling, this suggests that Q8 week dosing with the 15 milligram dose is viable since C3 target engagement is still greater than 90% at seven weeks. And that could mean a lot regarding durability if we can prove out that C3 breakdown inhibition is a clinically significant place to treat patients with geographic atrophy. 
What's on the horizon for NGM621? Exciting stuff. We got good stuff. We have the phase two Catalina study, which is recruiting, looking for 240 patients currently. NGM621 Q4 weeks or Q8 weeks versus sham. So we have both a four-week arm and an eight-week arm looking at a sham control arm. And the primary objective is to evaluate efficacy and safety after 52 weeks. We will see how all of that turns out and our site is eagerly and rapidly enrolling for the Catalina phase two study. Dr. Aschenbaum, it was great speaking with you. It is always great speaking with you. I'm very happy to have the opportunity to be here on New Retina Radio and I'm excited for the future of our field. Thank you. Before we go, there was one more item we wanted to add on to our Arvo coverage, and it's about the Collaborative Ocular Oncology Group 2. Dr. Amy Scheffler is here to tell us a little bit about it. Dr. Scheffler is an ocular oncologist and vitreoretinal surgeon at Retina Consultants of Texas, which is in the Houston metro region. She's also associate professor of clinical ophthalmology at Houston Methodist Hospital and also at the University of Texas Health Science Center. Dr. Scheffler, thanks for coming on New Retina Radio. Scott, thanks so much for having me. It's great to be back. Give us a quick summary of the Collaborative Ocular Oncology Group, or the COOG. So the COOG is a collaborative research group that is made up of 26 academic centers across the United States and Canada who have gotten together to create a huge uh, collaborative study um, in uveal melanoma. The group was initially formed several years ago uh, with NIH funding um, with the intention of building both a clinical and genomic database uh, to really unlock um, very detailed information about this rare disease. I see. And how many patients have you collected data on so far? So in COOG2, which is this uh, version of the collaborative effort, um, we just finished uh, enrolling patients in this trial. Uh, which took about two and a half years to accrue. And we have over 1,750 patients, which is just remarkable in such a rare disease. Is there anything interesting about those 1,750 patients that you think the audience should know about? Sure. Um, well, this is a um, just incredible cohort to be able to study. Um, we're going to be able to unlock an incredible amount of powerful information about these patients. Um, with respect to um, the cohort, about uh, almost 80% of patients had melanoma within the choroid with about 17% having had a ciliary body melanoma and about 6% in the iris. The tumors have a huge range of size, both in base diameter and thickness. Um, and thus far in looking at the genomic data, um, it's really fascinating. Um, about two thirds of the patients are uh, class 1A or class 1B, the uh, low risk class for metastatic probability. Um, and about two thirds of the patients um, are ex have tumors that are expressing the PREM antigen, which is also a high risk marker. So we'll be diving deep into all of these genomic markers to understand um, with much more detail which patients are at risk for metastatic disease and make our ability to predict metastatic disease even more accurate than it is now. Yeah, it seemed like the presentation at Arvo, which was a poster, was really a debut for the COOG 2. What are we going to expect uh, coming out of this group in the future? Absolutely, Scott. This is really just the tip of the iceberg. It's really kind of a poster to just kind of introduce even the concept of this study. 
um, to the larger community. Um, over the next several years, I expect um, very meaningful and impactful papers um, out of this collaboration with regard to um, making our prognostication ability for who's going to develop metastatic disease more accurate, figuring out which subsets of patients um, have surprisingly a better prognosis than we used to think, what the role of size and thickness of tumor is in predicting metastatic disease, and then ultimately, uh, which patients are more likely to respond to adjuvant therapy and metastatic disease therapy, and hoping to actually use this network um, as a platform to activate adjuvant therapy and metastatic disease trials, um, which is really, really hopeful and promising because once you've got 26 centers on board who are working collaboratively and are all set up to do trials, we'll be able to accomplish things much quicker for patients with this rare and fatal problem. That's stunning progress. I think I speak for everyone when I say we're eager to hear what comes out of the COOG as the work grows. Well, thanks. I, uh, I hope to be back on New Retina Radio after we publish these findings, and that'll be really a steady stream over the next three to five years, and um, looking forward to sharing this data on the podium. Thanks for filling us in, Dr. Scheffler. Thank you so much for having me. Take care. And that's the final episode of New Retina Radio's Arvo coverage for 2021. Thanks for stopping by. You know the drill. Rate and review the show on your podcast platform. It's a big help to us. We'll have more coverage as meetings continue to occur in person for 2021. And we think you'll like what we have to offer. But for now, we're finished. See you next time.